Hey, HBs, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms Ask a Badass, the segment where we highlight listeners because y'all contain multitudes. You might have noticed that this has become a little semi-regular. We haven't dropped this completely, but there is a lot going on for everyone at the moment, so we can't promise to do an episode every week or perhaps even every month for the foreseeable future. We're going to look at these as lovely little surprise gifts when they pop up. We're still very invested in amplifying your voices and romance experiences, though. This week, however, we have Lauren Connolly on. She is a super OG listener. She actually recommended one of our favorite episode sets we've ever recorded with Split. She's a librarian, a super encourager, and a romance writer. She also somehow makes time to do the TikToks, so follow her at Lauren Connolly Romance. I'll include all her info in the show notes. Here we go. Hi, Lauren. Hi. HBs, I'm here with Lauren C. She's not a stranger to you. You know a lot about Lauren C. Lauren is an author. You wrote You Only Need One, correct? Yes. And yes, also um, Remembering the Witch, which would be ones that people can buy from Amazon. And then, but you've been writing for a long time, right? Yeah, I actually, so um, my first degree was in writing. So I've been writing, I guess, with a purpose since college, but I've been writing before that too. I just can't even imagine writing it. It's like just such a foreign concept to me because I think I may have talked about this in other episodes, but basically when I'm writing, it's just my voice, how exactly how I talk. And so no matter who the character is, they talk exactly like me. They use the same shorthand that I use. So you're like, this is just this is just Natalie, but wearing different clothes. That's just that's just who it is. Um, so I've never been able to really do it. And I'm always in awe of people who can like make characters act in individual ways because every character acts differently and reacts differently. And it's just so cool. This is me with a bunch of different voices in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Great. If only I could get those voices in my head to actually like you have a purpose. That'd be perfect. So HBs, you should go check out her books. And if you are so inclined, you should purchase her books because I have purchased her books and have loved all of them. And if you have uh, ever experienced the episode, which episode is it? The Fenella episode? I can't remember. It's the Lindsay Sands book, um, Highlander Takes the Bride. And in that book, Aaron and Mel talk a lot about justice for Fenella because Fenella really gets the shaft. And in your book, Remembering the Witch, you gave justice to Fenella, which is amazing. (laughs) I guess I just I I felt like she (laughs) oh, I mean, everyone was like, yeah, she died just with with nothing good happening in her life and so yeah remembering a witch is it's got this kind of uh it's got a reincarnation theme so i just like to think that uh maybe that original Fenella was one of the past reincarnations and she's getting her due finally amazing yeah i really enjoyed it so uh hbs go check it out so then (laughs) have you always been writing romance as far as like writing stuff or is it kind of varied throughout the years no, so that's that's actually the thing. Um, the 
so I, I feel like it's going to come off like I didn't like my uh, my writing program, um, <laughs> but uh, I, it had lots of benefits for me. But I think I wouldn't be surprised if like a lot of people um, in academia ran into this was that uh, the I mean the romance genre has no respect, um, yeah. or it's it's gaining it. But yeah. um, I ne- I did not admit to myself or like anyone around me that I liked romance until like years after I graduated. And so I felt like um, during earning my degree, I was writing uh, like literary fiction and I like, I was able to do that, but I wasn't like finding joy in it. And so it was harder to do. I was running into a lot of uh, like writer's block and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is just what happens. People just run into writer's block and they struggle so much. And then I got to a point where I was like, you know, I just like want to want them to make out a lot. And (laughs) (laughs) you know what would help this plot? Sexual tension and then physical intercourse. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I was like writing these detailed outlines and then I would get to a sex scene and I would actually write the prose of that. And then I would look at my outlines. I'd be like, you know, I really liked the sex so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is way better than my outline. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So once I like got to the point where I admitted that romance was what I wanted to write, then like, I wouldn't say that writing is necessarily the easiest thing in the world for me anymore, but, like, I do it daily now, and yeah. I, I don't struggle as much as I used to when I was trying to, like, plug myself into that literary puzzle piece that all my academic professors was like, this is how you write, this is professional writing. I was like, yeah. that. I and or serious writing or you know what I mean legitimate writing and I think that mm-hmm. that's such I mean and it's it kind of calls into attention like what is your definition of of legitimate is it legitimate that somebody can make money and a job have a job doing their writing is it what does legitimate even mean to somebody I hate that concept exactly because yeah. so many people are making money off of romance writing not I'm not saying it's like a like a cash hog is that the right phrasing um but (laughs) but and i think that's why they're writing it cash cow there it is i was like there's a farm (laughs) animal analogy in here somewhere and i am searching for it um hogs are just rolling in the money (laughs) exactly uh but there are people that love writing romance and are able to make money off of it and if that's not legitimate i don't know what is you know what i mean so yeah. Anyway, suck it, academia. Um, <laughs> moral of that story. Uh, well, and did you always read romance, even if it was like on the down low? So that that was another thing. I like. So I, I I'm like uh, a lot of people. I kind of started off in the fantasy realm, and mm. uh, like I really liked uh, Tamara Pierce and Julia mm. Mariller and Sharon Shin, and they were firmly in the fantasy section, but they all had romantic plot lines and eventually I admitted to myself, I was like, I, I like, I love the magic and fantasy stuff, but if it didn't have the romance in it, I would not like these books as much. Yeah. And, and so I uh, transitioned actually. So the, uh, they just re-released their firelight episode. Firelight uh-huh. uh, by Kristen Callahan was the reason that I transitioned in a romance. And it's funny because like the whole, the whole reason that I stuck on that book was because of the cover, the cover that Aaron hated so much. Uh, (laughs) The one with Big Ben in the background. (laughs) Yeah. She's not wearing any shoes, but her dress is still there. (laughs) 
And like I was working at, as a bookseller at Barnes and Noble and we have like these handheld scanners uh, that we scan the barcodes and it tells us where to shelf the books. And I picked that one off the cart and I was like, oh, this is going to go in the fantasy sci-fi section. And I scanned it and it told me it goes in the romance section. I was like, what? what? And so, <laughs> so I shelved it there. And for like the rest of the summer, I'd always just like meander past it and be like, is it still there? And then at the end of the summer, I was like, I'm just going to buy it with my 30% off. Oh my gosh, it called discount. to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I read it and I was like, this is what romance is. Oh my gosh, I've been lying to myself for years. <laughs> I know. I think that there's a lot of weird bodice rippery stuff, especially like I'm gonna I'm I'm making an assumption that we're of a similar age. And then the romance, what romance was when we were teens, which was a lot of Daniel Steele and things like that, mm-hmm. it had this very like that's my mom's kind of a thing to it. Yeah. And I just always kind of was although my mom is a book snob, so she would never <laughs> but um but uh, but you know what I mean? So you always kind of just figured it was lame or for older people or whatever. And it's totally not that way. No, and then you have to read all. Judy Bloom's Summer Sisters and then you find out. <laughs> yeah, got to sneak it in. <laughs> it's got to it's gotta come out of nowhere with some girl on girl, 13 year olds, you know. When you're 13, every, it's okay. Every 13 year old needs some. No, that's I'm going to stop that statement. <laughs> <laughs> that was going on a bad path. <laughs> I mean, bad off. for who? Um, <laughs> so, uh, do you read only romance now? Is it? Are you solely romance? Are you reading other things too? So, I when it comes to like physical and ebooks that I'm reading, I'll read. I read romance and I read books about the craft of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it comes to audiobooks, I'll listen to anything. I really like listening to like. Um, nonfiction audiobooks I can't like I can't sit down and read one my mind will wander but I can listen to them yeah and mm-hmm. so I would if you count audiobooks as reading then I read across I genres <laughs> so I do count yeah those. and I, I think I think it's important especially like as I mean as people <laughs> to mm-hmm. like consume a lot of different types of um content but it, it helps me I think as a writer uh like that I'm not so inbred kind of in mm-hmm. like only reading and then producing romance. It's like if I branch out and like I listen to these real life stories and these different like scientific concepts and stuff, then that produces more ideas for my own writing. Um, I was reading, uh, I, I didn't actually open the whole blog post, but the oatmeal, I don't know if you read the oatmeal comic, uh, web comic, um, but he uh, wrote a little blurb comic for Facebook. And then if you opened it, it was a longer version, but about how he will take big breaks from creating because he has to, what he calls like recharge. And so he has to, he has to not create at all and um, completely put away like the visual medium so that he can read. Cause he's uh it's a comic. So he's drawing and things like that. He, he'll read mm-hmm. and go hiking and um, like exercise and stuff like that and travel and then it's like yes can like recharge everything in order to um create again otherwise he won't be able to and i think it's like similar to what you were saying right yeah yeah that that's such an important thing i definitely like when i'm when i come to like a roadblock in my writing that's a good that's when i know it's time to take my dog for a walk Uh and then i just (laughs) let my mind relax 
And yeah. luckily, since I have a dog, I'm actually allowed to leave my apartment. In this <laughs> yeah, it's your your essential. That's an essential <laughs> job duty. If it helps with the ambiance of this podcast at all, uh, right before I started talking to you, I put a loaf of banana bread in the <gasps> oven to bake. So yes, that's We're, kind of that's going on behind me. There's, um, do you have a favorite banana bread recipe? Were you on that thread in the cult about banana bread? I feel like you were. Maybe not. I think I did. I think I may have posted it. I, I found one through, um, I think it's Cookie and Kate. And it's, mm-hmm. it's relatively healthy. Cause it's the they, whole like, wheat use, one, right? Yeah. And they, and they I've made it. Um, you did? How'd you like it? I really liked it. I So our go-to is a half chocolate half like chocolate chocolate and half regular banana bread swirl together that's our go-to because it's a little bit for everybody um but i have made that one before and i have seven bananas um right now in my house that no one's eating so i'll probably be making banana bread later on this week (laughs) yes nice just banana bread party yes it is good though it's a whole wheat and it i can't remember is it you sour cream or yogurt i can't remember which off the top of my head but you can't, I've, I've used it before, but I like, they, they used, um, they say they use honey or maple syrup instead of oh, sugar. Oh, yes. It was very and good. Yes. It's, it's a tasty one. And I figured out how to make it at, um, high altitude because I live in Colorado and at like 6,000 feet or something. So I had to like mess with it when I moved here from Ohio. Oh my gosh. I feel like I am an avid baker, but if you had to like re-change all the recipes that I <laughs> used a lot I think I would go into a tailspin for a short period of time (laughs) (laughs) I have the like the conversions on my fridge and I'm always checking it and I'm like if I waste all this stuff and it comes out I'll still probably eat it but I'll be very annoyed (laughs) (laughs) do um is it temperature differences what do you have to change yeah so it's so temperature goes up um fat goes down sugar goes down flour goes up um, holy hell, so everything. There's, there's like six different things you have to manipulate. Baking soda goes, uh, down. I don't know. It's on my fridge. <laughs> yeah. I would have to keep it on. Like I'd tattoo it on my body, I think, because good God, <laughs> I, I, right on, inside of my, on the inside of my forearm would just be else. El- El- That's actually a good idea. Um, I, <laughs> I wish I had, idea. I wish I had, um, the conversions for like tablespoons to, um, like half cups and stuff like that could tattooed on my body. Maybe I'll consider that um, for my next tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, what baffles me? There's a, a mountain. I'm horrible with names. So I'm probably, I don't know that I, this is the right one. It's like Mount McKinley or something. It's right sure. outside of Denver. It's the Denverish area. But anyway, you can, um, you can hike up it, but you can also drive up to the top. And at the top, there is uh like a visitor station in that visitor station, they make donuts and it's a donut recipe that can only be made in that one place because it is such what? a high altitude. And it was very tasty. It was very delicious, greasy donut. And I love it. I would it, hike up a mountain for a donut. <laughs> right. That's, I mean, that's the only reason to do any type of hiking <laughs> is to know that there's a yes, dessert waiting exactly. for you. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I really exercise in general. That's my main motivation. I want to exercise enough that I could eat as many desserts as I want without like 
any consequences. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's, it's a good motivator. <laughs> um, if I was going to sum up my quarantine in one word, it would just be carbs. It's just going to be, that's my, that's been my safer at home is carbs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you've got a, a nice, happy safety blanket there in your quarantine. Yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> exactly. I feel like we were talking about romance at some point in this life. <laughs> um, it went off the rails as things usually do. Um, but uh, <laughs> do you have anything besides writing and um, uh, food and uh, uh, romance that you're currently passionate about? Yeah. So, uh, what, what am I passionate? Well, I just, um, so for the longest time, uh, growing up, my family has always been a dog family. And just a couple months ago, I decided, you know what, I'm going to bring some cats into the mix. And (gasps) so I just adopted two kittens. Um, I am now figuring out all the craziness of cats Mm -hmm. and, they're very cute, but they also <laughs> seem on like a mission to injure themselves by eating a plethora of things I never even considered. Your cats do? My cats. Yeah, I've had to cut all of the tassels off my blankets. Just oh. no more tassel blankets. <laughs> they wow. ate the cord on my white noise machine, so we sleep in silence now. And... <laughs> <laughs> But they're also adorable. And so yeah. it's just, I've integrated them with my dog. So now, like, I basically, I just wanted to make my living off of uh, cat dog pictures on Instagram. So I'm kind of oh. working towards that goal. Great work. I mean, if I could do that, I would do that. <laughs> just adorable animal photos. And that's all the work I want to put in. <laughs> uh, should we go for a lightning round? Sure. Yes. I will try my best Great. to be lightning fast. You don't have to. No one else has, especially <laughs> especially me. Um, I have a couple of questions that maybe haven't been on before. Does that Ooh, sound fine? Yay. And they might be surprises. If you don't like the question, <laughs> you can say pass. Um, okay. Are you an Aaron or a Melody? I am a Melody around people I don't know very well. Like I, I, I tend to be like upbeat and people pleasery around strangers. Yes. Um, but then when I'm around like my family and friends, I'm like, okay, you know me, let's Uh get on schedule here. I don't need to please you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know what I'm like. I know what you're like. Let's stop fooling each other. (laughs) Absolutely. Combination. (laughs) Um, I was going to word this question in a weird way, uh, but I think it has to just be this way. Um, who is your ideal stern brunch daddy? Ooh, my ideal stern brunch daddy. I was going to say stern brunch daddy or mommy, but that felt real, real weird. So we'll (laughs) stick with brunch daddy. Sorry. Keep going. (laughs) Okay. I, yeah, I will go the brunch daddy route and I would have to say, um, I think that, uh, Hugh Jackman has gotten oh. to that point, mm-hmm. especially like an aged Wolverine. Okay, <laughs> aged aged Wolverine is taking the sexy down a little bit, but I know where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah, not not aged aged like just, like just a silver fox bit. Wolverine. 
like aging him into the stern brunch da- daddy yeah realm yes. is absolutely <laughs> because i feel like he, not, re- he yeah he doesn't have a lot of stern in his real person life right but like in the yeah, wolverine role like, upbeat and positive which is a great version of him but i feel like mm. i need the the wolverine version to get the sternness yeah and use those wolverine claws at brunch i don't know but yeah sure for me. <laughs> I mean, he could cut your bread for you. Um, let me just slice <laughs> exactly. your pancakes. Uh, have you seen the This Is Me um, performance where there, it's like the the auditioning performance where I'll send you a link to it, but it's, um, I'm not going to remember anyone's name. Keely, Keela, Settle, Keela Settle. And they're doing it, but like as an audition and Hugh Jackman is in there like being her biggest cheerleader and he's like standing oh, up yeah, and pumping and like his the- arms like the table read type thing. Yes, situation. exactly. Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, still send me the link. First of all, it's been a while since I saw it, but that was I will all. cry every single time I watch that <laughs> performance. But he is like the biggest like cheerleader for Kiala that you've ever seen, and it makes me just love him so much. Um, yes. Oh Brit- gosh! And then when he's in Australia, the movie Australia, that I feel like he's got sternness in there too. I'm sorry. Well, we can we can. This is not a fast lightning. <laughs> 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 oh well <laughs> um what uh what i see i also was thinking about taking this one out but i really like it because i hate jk rowling but i love Hog- i love harry potter so oh well what's your hogwarts house i am a hufflepuff yep. me too uh, mm-hmm. yes it's yeah. awesome i like when i first got it was back when like before hufflepuffs had their heyday yeah but when everyone was like i'm a gryffindor Exactly. Mm-hmm. But then the Pottermore had a, a description of their house and it was mm-hmm. like, it's sunny and warm and right next to the kitchen and every chair is cushy. And I was like, yes, I'm a Hufflepuff. I'm a Hufflepuff 100%. <laughs> I will own this for that cushy chair alone. Um, yeah, I hear you. That's like everything I want in life right now. Sit in the sun, read a book, smell some kitchen food, be close access to snacks. Great. <laughs> Love it. Exactly. Um, do you have a favorite smell? A favorite smell? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, I, uh, this is, well, okay. I really like the mm-hmm. smell of um, hot asphalt. Okay. So it's, um, I think because it's like summertime and also, so I. I like freshly paved like a, roads or like parking lot in the heat or both? Like both. Yeah, okay. like basic, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like baking in the sun, and mm-hmm. it's really nice, like right after I've escaped from an overly air-conditioned building, and I'm like yes. freezing, and mm-hmm. I just like smell a hot asphalt, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go sit in my car and just like bake myself like a loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, like, don't want to wear a hot asphalt perfume or anything, but... <laughs> <laughs> it takes like, you to like, a place though, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I am I am that person too though where cuz I especially in my old job, uh it was so cold and so I would sit in the hot car with no air condition and no um windows open for like 10 minutes just to yeah. like get regulate like, my body bones. temperature. Yes, it's the best. <laughs> and it's very very soothing. Maybe it's a Hufflepuff yeah. thing, who knows. Um <laughs> we like that heat. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a go-to snack? I, so, well, I have a snack that, like, I won't let myself 
keep in the house because I will consume it so fast. Sure. And that's pizza goldfish. Oh, um, yeah. I just, yeah. I, like, I will finish an entire bag in one sitting. And I guess maybe it's Pepperidge Farms or whatever. It's the company that does them. It's also uh-huh. uh, Mint Milano's. I will, uh-huh. again, I will consume those uh, in one sitting. And there's like 15 in a bag. It's, so those would yeah. be, like, if they had no effect on my health, those would be around all the time. Um, have you ever had the Parmesan goldfish? They're not everywhere. So I like you have to keep an eye out for them. But Okay, I will I will sample them. And Parm- I mean they're Parmesan, they're, they're like a light color and I bet you would like them as much as pizza. I think you would. I mean I'm maybe sure I would. It's like maybe cheesy not. crackers like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. True statement. Um <laughs> Do you have any advice that you would give to your younger self? Um, well, I, this uh, it circles back around to uh, the theme of this episode. Um, I would tell my younger self, use the freaking library. I, <laughs> I was like, when I was younger, I was like, eh, the books don't smell new. I want to buy my books. And so, like, I spent all this time just, like saving up money and buying a new book from Barnes and Noble. And like, that was great. Like I love owning books, but I was like, you could have read so much more if you just (laughs) went to the library and used the library. And so now I'm like, the first thing I did when I came, when I moved to this new town was like, I need a public library card and I need it now. Where's the Um, library right now? Um, I grew up literally like I, my street was a dead end street. And at the end of the dead end was the back of the library. Um, so you could, it was literally like a three minute walk. You could see it from my bedroom window, which I did not realize how amazing that was until like later on in life. <laughs> that's, that's the dream. We were when there I see houses all the time. Next to a library. Yeah. I'm like, oh, if only I could buy you. <laughs> now they're like million dollars. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I lived in a shitty ass condo. It's not a million dollars to live there. It still exists. <laughs> um, I have a couple romance related questions. Or book, Ooh, not okay. necessarily romance, book related. Um, okay. I guess this one's romance related. Do you have a favorite trope? Yes. My, I love a lot of tropes, but my favorite would probably be um, long-term secret pining. Uh, <gasps> I think another HB mentioned this before, but like, like Truth or Beard, Penny mm-hmm. Reed's Truth or Beard, that's a really good example. And uh, Kristen Callahan's Shadow Dance is just like where the hero has for the longest time he's like I love her more than anything in the world but I won't tell her (laughs) and and then when you get that moment when he finally gets what he wants or she gets what she I just Mm -hmm. I love that uh long-term secret pining yes I especially like that trope when you as the reader can see all the easter eggs of how much the one person cares about the other person but the other person explained it away for whatever reason, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Oh, when, no, it's, when it's that like, other person was like, yeah, but they're so friendly to everybody or yeah, <laughs> but I'm their sister's best friend or whatever. And you know what I mean? So I always yes. love that when you can see how much they love you, the, the other person. I'm like, haha, you fool. Just wait. Just yeah, wait. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you have a go-to author right now? Um, well, romance so or otherwise I am 
in my quarantine, I am making my way through um, Lisa Claypass's books. <gasps> Great idea. I love every, I like I, so I read them kind of randomly in spurts. And now I'm like, I have just so much time. I'm just going to go on a Lisa Claypass binge. And mm-hmm. also I'm finishing um, Cressley Cole's Immortal After, Immortals After Dark series, which Perfect. is amazing. Do you read more than one book at a time? Yes. Yeah. I usually, I have, um, I'll have like the different subgenres going. I'll have a contemporary and a historical and a paranormal. And I just kind of sit down and I'm like, what mood am I in? And I'll mm-hmm. pick up whatever mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, and do you have a problematic fave? I do. Doesn't everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I, it's actually this, particular series but probably if I I could dive farther into this entire subgenre and I would probably love it all and still find it all a problematic fave but um Joanna Wilde's Reapers MC series it's oh, a yep it's a motorcycle club series and yep it's just oh it's all of these guys calling their women their old ladies and they like yep. own them and just oh it's it's like I'm reading it and I'm like, I shouldn't like this, but what else are you going to do? Exactly. Like, so when does the next book come out though? (laughs) I, oh my gosh. I just like, there's this one, I think it was like the second book Reaper's legacy um, where the hero has uh, the heroine tied up in a mechanic shop. And like, they just finished having sex and like his motorcycle buddies come in. They're like, Oh, I just fucked that girl. And he's like, yeah, I did. And she's like, untie me. And I'm like, don't untie her. What's going to happen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, I think there's a lot of, like, problematic motorcycle faves. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, motorcycles, motorcycle clubs in general are problematic, you know, for the most part. Maybe maybe yeah. some not as much <laughs> as others. But, um so, yeah, so then you add in, like, a romance, and you're like, uh-huh, yes, please give me all of this content that is nothing <laughs> like my real life, and I would love to sink into it, please. Thanks. Um, exactly. <laughs> I totally know what you mean. Okay, yeah, if you were going to bing... Go ahead. Uh, yeah, you just, you don't want to meet them in real life, but you'll want to read about them on the page. <laughs> when that actual motorcycle club standoff situation happened at that like diner in Nebraska or wherever the fuck, I was like, what <laughs> happened? This is real life? Because I had read quite a few motorcycle books at that point in time. And then obviously a lot of people had watched like Sons of Anarchy and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, did people get this idea from TV or vice versa? <laughs> <laughs> You're like that. Just it's not as romantic in real life. <laughs> no, exactly. Everyone's dead. Um, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, if you were gonna bing boom bong something, what would it be? Um, I was probably uh, bing boom bong fact checking with Lauren. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like I I I know a little about a lot of things as opposed to like a lot about one thing, and so yeah. it's more, I guess, like as a librarian, that's kind of like your job. And I just I'm like. If someone states something like it's a fact, my first thing is, uh, where'd you hear that from? Can you give me your sources? Yeah. <laughs> so. I had somebody come into my office the other day. This is before the quarantine. And I felt like a bitch when I did it. But she came in and she was like, Natalie, did you hear Did you hear that we're going to go to martial law? And I was like, where's your source on that? 
Where did you read it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, what, whatever source you tell me will let me know if that's a legitimate comment that you just made or not. I won't tell you if it's illegitimate, but at least I'll know for myself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I felt really bitchy. And she was like, oh, my mom told me. And I was like, where did she hear it? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, well, then I'm going to disregard it. Then you really say that part out loud. <laughs> Everything you just said was useless to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was two weeks ago, okay? Um <laughs> <laughs> and I think what she meant was quarantine, but that's how rumors start. That's what matter? That's how vocabulary start. is important. <laughs> exactly. Uh, do you have a favorite um, heaving bosoms catchphrase? Oh yes, and I don't get to use it enough. I think I'm just going to start plugging it in at random points in my life. But I would say my favorite one is "What's a machine, Derek?" From <laughs> I think it's like really early on, but I just loved Aaron's tone with this vampire that, that didn't know what machines were, or couldn't have known what machines were. And I was like, that's, oh, it's such a good point. What's a machine, Derek? <laughs> That's the best. Um, I feel like you would be able to use that in a lot of places where people would have no idea what you were talking about. My name is Charles. Um, <laughs> and then you just say it with such disdain that they like don't want to question it. Though, yeah, they're like, <laughs> oh, okay, maybe my name is Derek. Um, or they're like, you act like it's a reference they should know. <laughs> like it's from Friends or something. Um, yep. Uh, okay, you ready? If you could dispense one condiment from your belly button, what would it be? Okay. So I... This has a whole new relevance during this quarantine time. It really does. Yeah. Like, can I dispense bread dough from my belly button? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. My body is a fermentation machine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, holding a bread pan under my belly button. (laughs) Like, we're going (laughs) to... We're going to feast later. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. That's the worst image. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> is that your final answer? <laughs> yes, bread dough. No. <laughs> bread is my condiment for <laughs> <laughs> On top of my bread, I like some more bread. Thank you. <laughs> That's how I live my life. <laughs> oh man um was that your pre-quarantine answer (laughs) what was your pre-quarantine answer (laughs) pre-quarantine i was thinking so i like i i really i get grossed out by just even the word pus so like anything that's like pus like would just not work so i was thinking like light frothy whipped cream i just like oh "Oh, some whipped cream on top of my mocha here we go and also my dog really likes whipped cream so i feel like i could use it as like a last training dog tool treat. yeah like hey um, look at me chunk 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 a little bit of whipped cream on my belly button and like get his attention yeah that's a great suggestion and i'm picturing it like a ready whip can kind of thing you know yeah and then like it could also be sexy like in the middle of sexy times. i mean like, mm-hmm. i don't know if that's true but um <laughs> sure 
whatever you're into, I'm I'm okay with it. But okay, I mean, <laughs> if we got to do a poll to find out what, is- what people find sexy or dispense from a belly button during sexy times, would it be my whipped cream or what your if it ketchup? got pressed by accident? <laughs> And then I'd be like, oh, it happens to everyone. He's like, it's not me, it's your whipped cream. Especially if I had that ready whoop sound effect. Like, (laughs) oh, no. Oh, man. Okay, so soon after this um, uh, episode releases, I will be posting a poll. In this is in the cult about <laughs> what condiment is the sexiest to be dispensed from your belly button during sexy times. Yes, we <laughs> need to so, know the answer. And if Holly po- posts GD spicy mustard, I will <laughs> riot or something. No, and it's not the answer is also not white vinegar. Okay. Um, <laughs> <That's> some, <laughs> some interesting smells during. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Uh, hand sanitizer also not necessary. We're not accepting that as an answer. Oh man, yeah. Lauren, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you for having me. This was like a really nice um, way to talk to somebody during this weird time. It's so yes, good. Would, it's good to talk to like a person who responds as opposed to my pet that just stare. <laughs> Um, I could loan you my children uh, for a while. Um, they respond to everything. Just so, you know. <laughs> um, so Lauren, keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love heaving bosoms. Heaving bosoms. Yay! <laughs> Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.